You are now listening to the Friends of Friends podcast. Like the dreams, Alabama, LSU. I didn't really, <clears throat> really realize that football could take you to much greater heights. You know what I mean? And set yourself up for life after football. So, welcome back to our second episode of the Friends of Friends podcast. In this second episode, we're going to dive deep into what life is like at the Naval Academy and get a feel for what football life is like for a midshipman. He's considered to be one of Navy's top prospects in their 2015 recruiting class. He was a talented two-way interior lineman from a perennial powerhouse prep program. Little shout out to the CC fam. He helped Central Catholic capture consecutive Oregon State championships. Man, what can I say? So inspirational. And with that, we would like to introduce you to one of the funniest guys we've been lucky to know, TJ Salou. <laughs> What's up, guys? How y'all doing? What's going on? Hey, man. Good, man. Good. That was, that was too nice of an intro, man. I don't know if, who wrote that, but uh, <laughs> you're pretty good at those, man. That's, that's the second compliment on the intro. Second compliment. Yeah. <laughs> you y'all got ghostwriters over there? Is that what's nah, going nah, on? Nah, nah, nah. nah, nah, this, nah, nah, nah. this ain't OVO. This ain't OVO. Stem copywriting skills. Yeah. Man. <laughs> so let's dive a little bit into this first segment for you. Um, just give everyone a, a little brief overview of what you're doing right now with the with, uh, with the, the Navy. Navy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so hello again. I just want to say thank you to JJ and Devin for letting me come on the show and have a good conversation with my friends. Yeah. So uh, right now I'm stationed down in San Diego. I work over in um, Coronado, which is like okay. a little island right over there. Um, I'm what's called a METOC officer meteorology and oceanography um so basically and like official title terms, official title yeah officially that's what i am uh, <laughs> but they call him the weatherman uh, i'm a weatherman yeah that's that's what i do but yeah that's 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 what i'm doing down here um i'm on a ship out here we'll be deploying shortly you know can't really tell y'all when but um yeah we'll be, we'll be gone we'll be uh We'll be out in the ocean, Pacific Ocean, over in those areas. Uncharted. Yeah. Yeah. Un- yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, classi- classified details. Classified That's classified, details. man. That's classified. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is, we're jumping into our second segment. We're just going to talk about what happened when we Googled the images with the name TJ Salute. So we're just going to have you do a quick explanation for what happening in each image and kind of how these images came to fruition so this yeah, first yeah, one yeah. we got here you're dressed up <laughs> i'll let you ex- do the explaining yeah part. so at the naval academy um every halloween we have like a costume contest with the whole brigade and so for uh that year i think that was my sophomore year like uh the movie moana just came out and so <laughs> i was like oh that's that that's easy i got my costume for the next like five years so got the wig, went as Maui, and then um, one of my best friends, Mike Kaslick, he went out as, as our head coach, uh, Coach Ken. So that was that was a real big hit that year. That was that was that was a lot of fun. So y'all just had what a dress up kind of Halloween around? Yeah, dress up Halloween. You got people uh, <laughs> doing all crazy stuff. Um, a lot of them are inside jokes that we have at the academy, like. Y'all could probably find it, but there was this, like, it got posted on Barstool, but there was a kid at our game who, like, squirted lemon in his eyes, Jeez. like, right before, oh right before kickoff. And, like, in the background, there's a, a stadium worker, and he's just, like, super shook. And so <laughs> that, that was the winner. Some dudes did that 
uh, at the Halloween contest and they won. Um, you got like 300 pound offensive linemen. They all got onesies like Pooh Bear, Tigger, Eeyore. They went around trick or treating. Yeah, so trick or treating. That, that's that's right. Um, so the plebes, the freshmen, they are at the Naval Academy. They are required to go buy candy um, from the store, and then they have to sit outside their door. And all the upperclassmen dress up in costumes, and we have to, they have to pass out candy all night long. So it's like one of those little uh, traditions we have over at the Naval Academy. Is there like a contest where like you're, you're judged on your costume or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So you get the 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 big cheese at the academy, the commandant and the soup, um, superintendent of the Naval Academy. They they're the ones who judge, um, and they judge at dinner, and um, at dinner you get all f- forty four hundred midshipmen into the chow hall at one time. Jeez, and you have a, like a you have like a big like Halloween dinner, and then while people are eating, you have the uh, the contest. So basically, there's thirty companies at the academy, and each company submits like one costume, one like one person to go up there and represent the company, and then. Uh, the higher ups, they, they decide who wins and stuff like that. There's cameras, it's all over the TVs. So it's a lot of booing and stuff like that. And a lot of- <laughs> Are these, are these, are these sober festivities or? No, oh, absolutely. We're <laughs> <laughs> still at school. Yeah. <laughs> so the Naval Academy is a hundred percent dry campus. Um, right. Yeah, you get in big trouble if, if they find any type of liquor on you. Uh, if it's not a sanctioned event, there are some some like you know ways that you are allowed to drink on campus but post-graduation post-graduation yeah, <laughs> events They're, so like and then like what the naval academy tries to do also is like try to teach you how to drink in a professional setting so there are mm-hmm. events with like the higher ups and they'll come and we'll have like a barbecue outside and then everybody's allowed to have like three white claws <laughs> it's like real etiquette <laughs> <laughs> yeah real etiquette stuff exactly so there is a little bit of that, uh, but not too much. <laughs> We're jumping into our main segment here where we uh, just ask you a bunch of questions uh, about you and your life and your adventures in the, or your journey in the Naval Academy. So first question we hear, we have here on the, the Friends of Friends podcast for you is uh, which schools were you considering for college and what made you pick the Naval Academy? Yeah, uh, I was considering um, – San Diego, Sac State, Portland State, Eastern, the Naval Academy. Um, and then I had like some conditional offers from um, Princeton, Harvard, and Yale, where if I like were to retake the uh, ACT and like get my score up a little bit, um, I would have an offer there. But uh, basically, I went on my visit to the Naval Academy, knew that's where I needed to be. So I didn't have to retake that SAT, thank God. And for those who don't really know, the, the Naval Academy is a four-year college. Um, it's the number one engineering school in the nation. It's uh, the number one public school in the nation. There's just all these pros that, that go into uh, what life is like at the Naval Academy and what it offers uh, once you're done serving your country. But the thing is, like, when you, when you sign and go to the Naval Academy, you also have to commit to five years of service uh, once you graduate. Um, which is honestly a privilege and an honor, and I'm, I'm happy to do it. Uh, you get to work with some incredible people, some people that come from very different walks of life. And um, the military really is a melting pot of our society. You know, you got people from every single different walk of life. Um, 
I've met people from those little Arctic spots in Alaska, you know, that, that come from town of 50 people, you know, the middle of nowhere, North Dakota, you know, Atlanta, Georgia, just everywhere, you know, so it's, it's, it's been really cool, a real, real great experience for me personally. Um, yeah, I'm excited to do that. I'm, I've been very blessed to do that while also playing, you know, division one football. All right. A lot of people don't really know what NAPS is. So yeah. just kind of explain it to everyone and kind of <laughs> tell everyone like what is right. so crazy and kind of hard about it. Yeah. So this is, this was a very foreign um, topic to me when I was a senior in high school, because we don't have prep schools on the West coast, right? That's, that's very much like a Northeast thing. I feel like, mm. I mean, you have IMG in, in Florida, but, and you have other schools around the nation, but where we're at, we just don't have prep school. So prep school is just like a 13th grade. Um, it's not a year really of high school and it's not a year of college. Um, it's just another year to get your grades up before reapplying to colleges again and stuff like that. You can retake the SAT, ACT, you know, really focus on skills that you need to be successful um, in college at a prep school. Um, but in my case uh, and every other recruited athlete who um, needs an extra year, they go to this place called NAPS. Um, it stands for the Naval Academy Preparatory School. It's in Newport, Rhode Island. So it's about as far as you can get from Portland, Oregon. Um, and really they just throw you into the fire. They throw you into the furnace. Um, day one, they call it I day. You show up, you say goodbye to your mom and dad and boom, straight to the barbershop, shave your head. Boom. <laughs> Take away all your civilian clothes, your phone, your tablet. Um, they give you your uniform. That's what you're going to live in for the next 10 months. Um, you know, you have a strict, strict regiment for the first 18 days. They try to like mimic a basic training. So you're up at like 445 every morning. Um, you're getting woken up with pots and pans, people screaming at you. So if you have anxiety, bro, like <laughs> it's not a best buy. So, so damn near you're going to correction facility. Yes, yes. <laughs> correction <Scared straight>. facility. <laughs> and if you didn't have anxiety, now you do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a. You wake up, you go for like a three mile run every morning, and for a big guy like me, that was not fun. Um, they give you this like real thick, probably like an inch thick book that you can fit in your pocket and it, they call them rates. Um, and there's like, uh, quotes in there. Um, all the ranks for the military officers, um, a lot of just general knowledge about the military that you have to memorize. And like, when they get in your face, they'll be like, tell me the third law of the general order or general order of the century. You can't spit it out. <laughs> you're on your face. That's what they say. They're like, all right, get on your face. Which means you're in the front leaning rest. You're in a push up position basically. And they'll be down there until I guess you figure it out. Until <laughs> <laughs> uh, you learn your lesson. Yeah. And uh, you have like a real strict curfew every night. Um, lights out at 10 o'clock. It doesn't matter if you're not done with your homework or not. Lights are out. Uh, I spent many times in my bathroom with like my phone light, you know, trying to finish some math problems. Uh, you know, my phone light in my closet, trying to <laughs> trying to read a book type Man. stuff. 
For is real, hiding in the closet? It's, it's yeah. real out here, man. <laughs> yeah, Nas is a year that I for sure needed. Um, just as someone who was just super comfortable in high school, because um, I went to All Saints, and All Saints, everybody knows, is just a feeder school for Central Catholic. So didn't get out of my comfort zone there. I had all my brother's friends, you know, had all my friends, played football. You know, I was always, always surrounded by just good people, people I've known my whole life. But when I got to Naps, I didn't know a single soul in like a 2,000 mile radius, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. So getting out there, growing up, uh, it, it forced me to grow up real fast, um, which I'm very thankful for. Because um, they say all the time, like, uh, the coaches when they recruit you like naps is going to expose something about you that you didn't even know and either you get through it and get to the naval academy or you fold and, and you yeah. yeah exactly so it's a real big year on mental toughness so for me it was my biggest struggle was homesickness you know i, I had good grades so that was never an issue for me um you know i was i love football so that wasn't an issue for me it was just really being away from home, being away from my support circle, which really helped me grow and, and which led me to be successful at the Naval Academy. Um, how many people dropped out? Uh, uh, NAPS? From NAPS, we started with around 260 and I think we graduated around 208, 209, so around 50 kids, um, which, yeah, that was, that, it, it was a really harsh year up at NAPS for us. Um, just with miscommunication um, between like maybe it was nap staff and the people who ran the, the galley, which is our chow hall or cafeteria. There was nights, you know, we, we weren't eating, you know, we were getting over there and they had rice and uh, cabbage for us, rice and peanut butter. And that was it. And all of us, you know, this is our first time in the military. And so we all just assumed like, dang, this sucks, but I guess this is how it is. This is know? how it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, we really out here in the mud with it. It's <laughs> not how it's supposed to be at all. So once that got fixed, it was, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, so you leave the, the, the NAPS, or you leave NAPS. Uh, and yes. Now you're in the Naval Academy. Uh, mm -hmm. Let us know about the, the turn-up life in Indianapolis. So what's the top bars <laughs> uh, and where's the spots to go to at night? Hey, so people really sleep on the Naval Academy. Um, and I know if some of my friends from the Naval Academy are going to text me and be like, bro, what are you talking about, bro? But <laughs> I think Annapolis is so much fun. I had, I had a great college experience at the Naval Academy because, yes, it is true. Like, bro, if you are underage at the Naval Academy, do not even try to, like, turn up. Just don't. You will get in so much trouble. It's not worth the one night. You know what I'm saying? But when you do turn 21, you are – literally a rock from all the bars you throw a rock and you're at all the bars in annapolis once you step off campus <laughs> um my personal favorite uh let me just take you through a night let me just take you through a night yeah show us the route so so if, if you're really if you're really trying to turn up what you do is you start at this place called fleet right okay. fleet is like a i don't really know what it is but all i know is like if you have a military id you get in and so we would get in and they would have like rum and coke 325 you know what i mean and they are they are strong pulls strong pulls <laughs> right so you get light on the coke <laughs> you get two of those you're feeling right you're feeling good right 
you can stay, you know what I mean? But it's not really dance. It's more of a bar. So like people are just sitting down. There's no music or nothing like that. Go there, right. you know, get some. It's just for the system. cheap drinks. Just, just cheap, cheap drinks. drinks. And, and cheap gotta drinks. go. Gotta go. Then you head over to this place called Armadillo's or we call it, we call it Dillo's. It's like right across <laughs> the street. Dillo's for, uh, for the military, they have $5.32 ounce mixed drinks. What right? There. Five dollar thirty-two ounce mixed drinks. So oh, they sound like Louisiana. <laughs> bucket. So if you if you were not feeling right, you know, after you left fleet, you're definitely feeling right once you get to Dillos. And so then you get one or two, depending on you know the night, the vibe. You get one or two of those in. Um, I had this. There's this like really good bartender at Dillos. And we would just go in there. I have no idea what is the drink, but we would just go, let me get the PJ special. And this dude, PJ, would just pour it up. And those, just one of those, you are, you are good to go. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then after Dillo's, then you go to our home port. This is, like, where we stay, like, the football team. We go to this place called Acme. Acme Bar and Grill, man, that forever has a place in my heart. Got the T-shirts, you know what I'm saying, wearing daily. Uh, but it's really this, like, dive bar. It's uh, they redid it, but it was super grimy when I was there. <laughs> but they bring in the DJ and they get that place bumping all the time. So go to Acme, and then there's a saying at the Naval Academy that it, it just says, "All roads lead to buddies," and um, what that means is like different types of groups go to different bars throughout the night. Mm. Um, I kind of just described like a little bit of what me and my friends did. So I, I guess you could say what me and my football players friends did um really athletes that's that's our route we would go buddies during the day is a buffet it's a seafood buffet but nice. at night at night everybody just shows up and they clear out all the tables and stuff and it's like this big club and it's like an outsider coming in would be like bro this is this is grimy as hell like it smells like seafood <laughs> in there bro like, yeah. <laughs> Seafood and sweat. You gotta make do. You gotta make do. Uh, Man, they sell Jello shots and all that. So, you know, they get the the two dollar can beer, and they'll they'll like punch it for you so that you can shotgun and stuff. So like, oh, they're getting active. (laughs) They're getting active. So then you hit buddies at night. Buddies after dark is what we call it. And then it's just a mad dash, bro. The gate closes at two. The DTA gate at the academy closes at 2 a.m. If you are not in the uh, the grounds of the Naval Academy through that gate by 2 a.m., you got to go on like a three-mile walk to another gate that's open 24-7. So it's like out of buddies, 1.30. All the bars in Annapolis know when the gate closes. So all the bars shut down at 1.30 to get bids out. Damn. Oh, they're looking at <laughs> So they got you yeah. on clockwork, bro. At, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> they get us out. You got to mad dash it to uh, to the uh, gate so that you can get get back to your room, or else you're you're ordering a thirty dollar Uber for a two mile ride. That's where a lot of people get in trouble too. Is uh, they try to jump the wall. <laughs> it's like, it's like that. some barbed wire. <laughs> yeah. No. So it's, there's no barbed wire. It's like a beautiful big, you know, stone wall. It's lucky like the yeah. the, the so-called protesters did to the, to the Capitol yeah. building. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a ten foot. <laughs> I, I, I will be honest. You know, they can't get me anymore. I did jump the wall. Um, <laughs> I jumped the wall one time, and it wasn't even like to get onto 
to campus, it was to get off the of campus. I had to jump that fence and I, man, my back was sore as heck, bro, because that was a fall, <laughs> far drop and I wasn't expecting it to be that far when, when I was a little intoxicated. So, you know, I think I jammed up my back, you know, lower lumbar region. <laughs> There's like two guys out there who jumped with me and they're like, bro, are you good? I'm like, bro, just get me up. <laughs> it's like pouring down rain. I'm like, I'm ready to go home. Okay, so it can be turn up life related or football related, but what's your best memory at the Naval Academy? Oh, beating Army hands down. Hands down, senior year beating Army. That was by far the best memory I have there. Um, we had lost uh, – pretty and really close games all three years prior to my senior year and my junior year we had a terrible season we went like three and ten and so like senior year we're like no we're not going out like this we're not going out sorry um so that senior class it started right when we got back to school in january we just had beating army on our minds and you know finished that season 11 and 2 but that was by far my, my favorite memory. Like all my friends, I had a lot of close friends and family out at that game. And uh, it turned up to a, turned into a very crazy night in, uh, in Philadelphia that night, which was a lot of fun. You, you got to give the listeners a little bit of uh, elaboration on uh, the rivalry between Army and Navy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can be blunt. From the first time you get on campus, whether it is NAPS or it is the Naval Academy, two words that you can say and you will not get in trouble is beat Army. Every time when you are a plebe, a freshman, and you like turn a corner, you have to scream beat Army as loud as you can, right? So you are indoctrinated into this beating Army culture from the first time you step on campus. That's the only thing that is on your mind. Um, that you know like like some teachers at the naval academy if you don't know a, an answer on a test and you write beat army sir they will some teachers will give you like partial credit because, wow, because that's that is that is that is the right answer you know what i'm saying that is mm. the right answer that's so, crazy. without going super deep into it that that's there's there's a uh real right i want to say yeah it's a real rivalry and every every you know, every rivalry out there, people love to say, you know, Ohio State, Michigan or Bama, Auburn. I'm telling you, that Army Navy, if you if you ever in your life have an opportunity to go to an Army Navy game, go to it. You know, experience that firsthand. Um, because that that those emotions are very, very real and they don't leave like uh, some announcers like to say <laughs> when uh, when the game's over. All right, a little football related. Where did the nickname Six Donut come from? Six Donut, yeah. Um, so as you guys know, um, people like to roast me a lot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, uh, so it was sophomore year. I just got the number, um, the number 60 because I was promoted from, you know, JV at the Naval Academy to varsity. So we finally got our numbers. And it was like media day. So we're going to go to the stadium, sign autographs, take pictures with fans, stuff like that. One of my boys, he goes, damn, TJ, that, that zero looks like a donut on you. <laughs> like trying to say like, I'm hella round. You know what I'm saying? I'm stretching the, <laughs> the, the zero out. Right. 
I got so you. I, I got said, you. I said, all right. I mean, that's actually kind of clean, bro. Like, I'm just start. <laughs> I'm six donut, bro. That's, that's <laughs> let me rock why. with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why. Like, I was really like did not want sixty. I was fifty eight in all of high school. Fifty eight at Naps. Fifty eight my freshman year at the Naval Academy, and then they gave me sixty, and I was like super hurt about it. Um, <laughs> but then he said that, and I was like, no, nah, six donut. That's actually fly. And so then um, I had a good friend of mine. Um, he was coming out to a game and he wanted to like make a shirt for me. Um, and so he threw on the donut on the back of the shirt and all my friends saw them like, bro, that is actually hard as heck. That is a very hard t-shirt. So it just stuck from there because then through some, some uh, negotiations, I guess you would say a lot of people ended up having that shirt at the Naval Academy. And a lot didn't uh, still waiting for my shirt, <laughs> put in my money. Uh, <laughs> Via Venmo, still haven't got my shirt. Uh, so, yeah, um, yeah, Mama yeah. Salou, uh, yeah. yeah. If you listen yeah, to this, yeah. I need my shirt. Yeah, you got to talk to Paul about that. That, that shit is in the, <laughs> it's in the basement. It's still there. The next question we have for you is uh, give us some naval vocab that you have learned. Me personally, I know like squad and company, but I know there's there's deeper deeper vocab. Like, like what type of vo- vocab? Like scuttlebutt? You know what scuttlebutt is? I have no idea, and I don't no. believe the viewers do either. <laughs> It just means water fountain, bro. <laughs> this is so pointless. Oh, hey, I'm going to go over to the scuttlebutt. Yeah, I'm going to hit the scuttlebutt real quick. <laughs> but if you want, like, bigger Navy stuff, that's a that's a real boring, <laughs> real boring conversation. But we could dive into that. I mean, we can get into something juicier that Navy <laughs> is kind of known for. The honor concept. What happens oh, yeah. when you break it, and has it ever happened to you or one of your friends? Yeah, okay. Um, so, personally, no. Uh, okay, I'll start with – sorry, let me restart that. So, the honor concept. Midshipmen do not lie, cheat, or steal, right? That is one of those rates that I was talking about that's in the little notebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so, an honor offense at the Naval Academy is if you are um, suspected of lying, cheating, or stealing. So – most of the honor offenses that happen at the Naval Academy are cheating, right? It's an academic institution. Um, where it gets really bad is when they like double it up because you double down on your, on your lie. So now you got caught cheating and you got caught lying. Um, so yeah, that is a very real thing. People, people live and die by the honor code. Um, but me personally, I was never involved in any type of lying, cheating or stealing. Um, because it's just not worth it. It's absolutely not worth it. Um, I had uh, I had a couple sayings at the Naval Academy. Um, you know, you do, once you take a test, bro, you just you know you can't win them all. You know, you're not gonna get an A on every single test. You cannot win them all. It's, you got to prepare and, and short-term memory and get back on the line and <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully next next test is better. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll never forget one time I got a. I got like a 58 on a final and I needed a 57 to pass the class. And I remember I called my roommate and my roommate, he is a 4-0 student. He is top five kids in our class. He won a scholarship to study at Oxford for the next two years. So he, he, he is very like a personality. He is like, if I, I called him, I said, bro, I got a 58. I got a 58. 
He's like, bro, I'm so sorry, bro. Like, oh, dang it. I'm like, no. Bro, that's, that's good. That's, that's good. <laughs> and so, like, when I, when I get some tests back, when I, you know, I get, like, a 13 out of 100 on a quiz, I look at my friend who's sitting right next to me, and I go, hey, at least I still have my honor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because if you get caught in those type of situations, one, the most – you can get kicked out of school um, because – the reality of the situation is um, you are going to be leading sailors and Marines in the very near future. Right. Mm. And if you are cheating or lying or stealing at the Naval Academy and you graduate, you are not considered to be an honorable person. Right. Mm. So when you have people's lives in your hands, they can't trust you. What type of decisions are you about to make? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They can't trust you. Your liability, not to only yourself, but to those sailors marines their families you know what i'm saying so i mean uh the naval academy sounds hard uh a lot of strict policies but if you had to to redo your college decision and life would you do anything differently absolutely not um the naval academy has really made me who i am um i should i should rephrase that i had a great foundation to be successful going into the naval academy um, you know, I had my parents who were, you know, hard on me and my brothers. They instilled into us the importance of hard work and dedicating yourself to a craft um, to be successful, right? There's no shortcuts in life. There's, you can only take the, you can take the hard way now or you can take the hard way later. But at some point in time, life is going to be hard, right? So I'm very blessed that I went to the Naval Academy. Um, just the type of people uh, that come from the Naval Academy that are, you know, out there doing great things. It's cool to have that conversation with them and be able to conversate about some things. Um, you know, and, and you can walk, I could walk into any interview right now to get a job and I might not get the job, but I will get my foot in the door in that interview process because I went to the Naval Academy. You know what I'm saying? And that's big. And that's big that sets you up for a lot of great things in life, which is um, why I would not redo that, that decision at all, especially since I'm done with it. <laughs> it was worth it. A lot of lifelong friends, a lot of great memories, played some excellent football, got an excellent education. Couldn't have pictured it any, any differently. All right. Next we got a little fast questionnaire round. I'll let JJ start it off. Okay. So the fast questionnaire round, uh, it's a little fun segment we have uh, just to hit you with some, some questions that are related to your personal likings. Uh, so first we have Dame or Steph. Dame. Easy. E easy. easy, yeah. Whiskey easy. and Coke oh, or gin and tonic? Whiskey and Coke, bro. I can't do gin. I cannot do gin. All right, Lilo and Stitch or Moana? Moana. Oh, wait. Oh, God, I got him. I got him. I got him. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> man, those are great ones, man. Uh, I do love Moana, but Leon Stitch is just a classic. Man, it's iconic. It's iconic, bro. Dang. I'm going to stick with my answer, though, Moana. That's real. That's real. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Roxy's or no hoes? I should leave this podcast right now <laughs> for even asking you. Are you, bro? I can't even talk right now. Hey, we got Did some you? more heat. Don't worry. 
<laughs> no hosts. A thousand times over. I don't even know what Rockies really? is. But the noodles smack. <laughs> Man, if you ain't been to NoHo's, you better get over to NoHo's right now. Help support a local business. You know what I'm saying? Get out there, show some love. You'll never, never regret getting that chicken teriyaki, that mac salad, those cold, those that rice, those noodles. <sighs> Dang, I miss NoHo's, but NoHo's. All right. All right, sweats or jeans? Sweats. Comfy. I got to be comfy. All right, chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream or Rocky Road? Chocolate chip cookie dough. That's that's the best ice cream flavor there is out there. Doesn't come close <laughs> to another one, Mom's except for maybe birthday fridge. cake. It's got to be. It's, it, it, every time I come home, there better be a, a tub of that Tillamook in the in the fridge or in the freezer, <laughs> or else it's on site. All right, Call of Duty or Fortnite? <laughs> bro, who's still playing Fortnite in 2021, bro? It's Call of Duty. See me in Warzone. I'm averaging seven dubs a game right now. That's an average, like Dang. I said, average. <laughs> All right, we got Troy Polamalu, Marcus Mariota, Mariota, excuse me, or Manti Teo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, those, those, those three right there put Polynesian football players on the map, more so in this generation than, you know, there was great ones before them, like Junior Seau, but those three right there are different. Um, Manti, yeah, for you sure. You got to pick different. one, man. You got to pick one. Manti, you know, Manti had a great college career. If he didn't have that whole, like, imaginary girlfriend scandal, he was going – he was set. He was set. I just – there's so many questions I would have for him <laughs> in that. Bro, you are a high – we're not going to dive into it. But I would go with, uh, you know, I'd go with Troy, man. That was my first love. The reason I wore 4-3 back in the day. Way, way, way right. back in the day. <clears throat> All right, we got social media here, Instagram or Twitter. Twitter. That's easy. I hate Instagram these days. But Twitter's funny. That that has some great comedy on it. All right, this is a big one. We got Nate or Malachi. <laughs> it depends on the day, man, really. It depends on the day. <laughs> I will say, I will say, Nate always has my back. Always. I know I know I can always count on Nate. Man, and he'll really throw down on a girl when you need it. Man. He will. He will. <laughs> Malachi's cool too. Malachi will always have my back too. But I haven't put Malachi in situations where I really needed him. Unlike Nate, right. you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I'm really bad at that. I really put Nate in these positions where it's like, bro, I need you, bro. Can you please come pick me up? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so last question of this uh, fast questionnaire round. The friends, mm-hmm. friends of friends podcast or any other podcast? Oh, that's oh, it's friends of friends, man. It's friends of gotta friends. Be, right? it's, it's, it's gotta be. Gotta be, man. This, this the, hey, this is the best podcast I've ever been on. You know what I'm saying? We don't know how many you've been on, but hey, that's love, man. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, we really want to thank you for coming on to Friends of Friends and being our second guest on our second episode. So that's now that's crazy. That was crazy. It, Who was the first one? Matthew Norham. Okay. That's cool. I love my, my two. My yeah, two yeah. Cool. yeah, but we appreciate um, you, bro. So now, now if you want to plug anything, now's your time. And also maybe who you want to hear next on the podcast. I got this. I got this. I got this. Let me think. Yeah. You got two minutes. I'm just messing. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Uh, let me plug, um, first of all, no hoes, 
you know, we talked about it earlier, but, you know, with this COVID plan going on right now, um, you know, it's important that we get out there and support small businesses. So that's a, you know, it's a family shop. Get over there, get some, get some noodles. Um, also got to plug my boy and who I need to see on the Friends of Friends podcast. You know, the vice president of the Big Yard Foundation, Mr. Cameron Scarlett. Big Yard's doing amazing things for the community. You heard it here. You heard it here. So, so we got to get Cameron Scarlett on this, on this podcast. I'd love to, to dive in with uh, what he's got to say. Also follow me right. on, uh, on Instagram. <laughs> hey, man, you, give, your give out your handle. Hey, give, give your handle. Give your, your handle. Twitter handle. Yeah, give it all. Hey, hey follow Not me your on chance. Uh, Instagram at Timothy J Salu S A L U. Follow me on Twitter at T underscore Jiggle J I G G L E. And if you're so inclined, I got a TikTok, but you got to find that. <laughs> All right, man. That's the episode, y'all. Thank you all for listening to this episode. If you would kindly do us a favor and give us your feedback about the podcast. And while you're at it, uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe and share with your friends. Thank you.